what's up and happy new year it's the drive with sam piper espn radio 93.5 it's been a while but a good show to bring it back in hope everybody enjoyed the holidays had some good food watched some great football yesterday no doubt and on that note we got our guy jay layman in here jay what's up happy yeah, new year buddy happy new year i don't did anything really happen over the holiday around here i'm not really pretty sure. quiet right it was pretty yeah. quiet no snow i had a lot of people mad at me that we were not doing the show this week and i'm like well you know i was getting the old hey are we gonna have an emergency drive with tay and piper and i was like no sometimes it's actually good to have stuff kind of i don't know i'm not saying blow over but just cool your jets settle a little bit settle for two or three days just so you don't make any emotional rash things that are said that is exactly right and there's not much that can be said i mean let's that's the elephant because we don't know a lot that is correct so and I'm and I'm not going to speculate about any kind of a situation. I wasn't in Kansas at the time, nor do I know much about it. I know probably what everybody else is seeing on texts or hearing through the grapevine. We all kind of understand where we're at in that pipes, and I'll let you mm-hmm. take over. I know you've yeah. kind of followed along with this a lot closer than I have, but there's just not a lot we can say. We can talk about how this affects Illinois basketball, obviously, but in terms of the uh the law and all of that, the yep. legal system, I'm staying out of that. <laughs> yeah, on the, on the immediate sense, Illinois is without an All-American candidate in Terrence Shannon Jr., who I, I know if you've been living under a rock the last two weeks, you maybe didn't hear, but I think everybody is pretty well uh, abreast of the situation. But it, just to rehash, since we haven't talked about it, Terrence Shannon has been charged with rape and also sexual battery in Kansas. Uh, that came down on a, a Wednesday of, of last week. And then he was then suspended. He had a warrant for his arrest out. Uh, he turned himself in in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, he was then immediately suspended by the program and has continued to be suspended indefinitely. It will be reviewed by, in terms of the Illinois side of things, by a conduct panel, which is made up of, of three branches within the university system appointed by Chancellor uh, Robert Jones. That review was to start 48 hours within the time of him being suspended but i know there was some confusion out there about the 48 hour window some are asking okay what's the what's the verdict what's what did they say are they upholding the suspension are they uh withdrawing it there is no in terms of what i've seen a, a clear outline on their timeline of when they have to make a decision they just have to start the review process within 48 hours as you would imagine and, and this is where i stand on it my expectation would be that as there's still a a pending rape charge I would have a hard time believing that the panel would would do away with the suspension in the meantime now they can they can make a judgment and then if there's further information or further progression in the legal process they can reconvene and, and revisit their their choice on that but uh, Terrence Shannon Jr.'s first court appearance right now is set for January 18th in Lawrence uh, where he will appear for that uh, and and really, we just have to let the process play out uh, as far as that goes. Yes, I'm I'm with you, Lon. Uh, I've heard a number of things. I've heard accounts of this, but also uh, I'm having the respect of I don't know everything that happened. I don't know that there's two sides of of the story in these type of situations. Number number one, it's, this is a very sensitive and serious allegation situation. And yes, I've heard things that maybe is in relation to Terrence's account of it or what is being said around Illinois circles and whatnot. But uh, I feel like it'd be unfair to then, you know, project that over uh, over a, a, a microphone and, and tell everybody this is exactly what happened when I don't know what 
is being said by the other side of this and what will play out in the legal system and what led to all the details that led to a charge of rape, which obviously is nothing to to take lightly. So uh, in the meantime, it's unfortunate for Illinois. They did look good against Fairleigh Dickinson, but that mm-hmm. was an, e- uh, an easy test. They'll have a much tougher one tonight against Northwestern as was Big it, Ten play resumes. Fairleigh Dickinson, the team we beat the first round of yeah. the March to the Arch year? Yeah, it is. Right? That was a tougher game than you would have expected. Yes, yeah, it was. You know, I always like to have a game like that. Like, we, you play a team and you're not that good – like, I thought that was going to be the Loyola game like three years ago. Like, okay, this we're going to get this out of our system. Yes. And then just, we never got it out of our system, right? <laughs> but I, I got a question about Terrence Shannon, and that is this. Is he suspended from every team activity? No practice, no workouts. Yes. He can't stand, sit, set foot in oven. So he's got to stay in shape. Like on his own, I think he can. I step think he foot. can go to oven, but not during practice or team workouts or anything like I that. I believe that's what Josh said. Okay. When he, he still has media, he said he still has access to some facilities. He didn't uh, specifically mention yeah, other. Sure. I would imagine that that is part of that. But he is from all team activities. He is suspended. I was yeah. confused, and you just summed it up, Derek. That I thought we would have a ruling within forty-eight hours. That mm-hmm. was the thing that I was confused about because when I kept hearing about it, I said, "Well, I think the forty-eight is done." Yeah. Where is the Where's the the, uh, the update? But mm-hmm. it sounds like after 48 hours, then they have as much time, I guess, as ever. I'll say this. Until something is determined out in Kansas, Terrence Shannon's not playing basketball. I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, does this committee can, – can you imagine the committee coming oh. out and saying, Terrence Shannon can play against Northwestern and – Yeah, and, and, just go and, play. And go play. That and would then, be shocking. And then it comes out – You're right. Something – you know, maybe not in Terrence Shannon's favor. Mm-hmm. The backlash to the university, the backlash to the athletic program, uh, I just I just don't see that happening either. Jay, what would you feel like? Because there's some thoughts, and I know questions to Josh, that you guys asked, Derek, about Illinois knew this, or we, we thought knew, but they maybe knew something they, in they September. Knew something, they knew there was right? an investigation into Terrence in September. Okay. Yes. But so, supposedly there was no police report given, and yep. they had, there was multiple requests from the DIA to get a police report, and they did not get it. They didn't get it. So, so. That's, that was where the line I thought of, there was no actionable item that could actually, they could do anything yeah. about. Yeah. They didn't have, they had rumors, they heard this, they heard that I think the police department wanted to talk to Terrence Shannon, but that was it. Was he a bystander? Was he a... Right. That's uh, a good so, point. So, so I think what Josh was saying, and of course we're all paraphrasing here and trying treading lightly, is there wasn't enough of a substantial you know, charge or report to do anything at that time. Mm-hmm. And then when they got that, that's when they had to take action, which was last week. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, did you, I don't want you mentioning names, obviously, Jay, and I'm sure I don't recall any time during your playing days that something of this magnitude occurred, but was there ever a time where you knew maybe a teammate had done something wrong and the judgment hadn't come down yet, whether they were going to be playing the next Saturday, but you knew, like, and your teammates knew this was going on and, and kind of what did that mean to the locker room and how did that Kind of, I mean, did did maybe none none of that even happen? Yeah, well, I think a lot of the stuff before social media and stuff, guys would set out a game and it's just violation of team rules. Like, I mean, (laughs) we would we would have all that stuff happen, and that could be anything from hey, he blew a drug test to he was fighting at the bar to you know he stole something. Uh, We did have a guy, you know, was a good football player, you know, actually took teammates 
credit cards in the locker room and was caught on camera at like Eesh. Walmart and Best Buy buying stuff with other teammates' credit cards. Wow. And we knew that was going to be, you know, a real issue uh, yeah. real quick, right? So he was kicked off the team even beforehand because it was more a violation against the team. Right. Right? Against the teammates. So you can't, you can't trust your teammate. You're stealing from somebody in the locker room. That's an automatic out, right? We also had a couple guys in the Zook era that left the program and then shortly after they left the program were convicted of serious crimes. Oh, One wow. guy was convicted of attempted murder. Mm. But he was no longer on the pro uh, with the program as what. Well. So a lot of that thing, a lot of the stuff was they could get away with, hey, there's been a breach of team rules, violated team rules. Nobody would ask unless there was a formal police report. In this case, it's out there for the world and it happened in a whole nother area. Right. We're not dealing with uh, you know, the Champaign County police force here. We're dealing with something in a totally different college town, you know, in a totally different time. Three months ago we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's just a tough situation. Mm. And Josh being a former attorney, I thought to myself when he was going to answer questions from you guys, mm -hmm. I thought, well, there's nobody that is better equipped than to know what to say and what yeah. not to say, et cetera. And I thought you guys did a great job with kind of hammering home a little bit of what you wanted to know. And Josh, I thought, did a good job of making sure he never crossed a line in terms sure. of what he could say, et cetera. But yeah. I thought it was a good press conference because I went into it thinking, well, this is going to be a whole lot of nothing. And I came out of it really understanding a little bit more about how everything works, et cetera. So I think... You guys on the media did a good job with that, and I think Josh did a great job with it. Appreciate that. I mean, it's tough on both sides. It's tough as a reporter to, to, to find the right questions uh, and to, to try to ask questions that actually have answers to them that can be answered. And then also, while also, you know, keeping in mind the, the situation, and then obviously with Josh, he's got uh, to, to uh, be uh, – Diplomatic. Really, yeah, yeah, diplomatic and delicate with an ongoing investigation. But I do appreciate him sharing the background of the preparation for something like this, the process that will go in, uh, go through as far as their review and whatnot, uh, and then to outline just kind of as best as he could what they knew and when they knew it uh, based on his account of that. So I'll say this. One thing that I thought about through this, I don't know that all – obviously, we this caught us all by surprise – the ramification, the magnitude of it, I think, caught the DIA by surprise. For Terrence Shannon to know maybe that this was going to occur, and I'm not, I'm not saying he's guilty or anything right here. I'm not going to that area. For him to still do what he did with that laying heavily on your thought and your mind, I mean, you know, we are adults now, Jay, sure. and I'm sure there's times – where, you know, you, you know down the road, and I, I mean, this is really trivial, and this sounds horrible, but like, oh, I got to go to the dentist right. in a week, and I don't want to go, and sometimes that affects the way you yeah. might perform at work, or it just, you know, you've got a gnaw in your stomach, mm -hmm. you know, for something, or if maybe you did something that was wrong with the neighbor, and you didn't mean to do it, and, right. and until you guys could get it figured out, there was just that little gnaw in your stomach. Yeah, your conscience, right? Your I mean, conscience, right. 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 And, and for him to perform like he has since that, I mean, it, it, it startles me well, that he's been able to kind of push that aside, if you will, and go out and play like an All-American. And, and, and this is all speculation, but sure. we know that, that it's a 12 to 
year sentence possible. Yes. Right? That's a heavy that's cloud. That's heavy. That's heavy. That's, oh. that's life altering. And not to say that the victim isn't life altered if something happens. Absolutely. Right? So that, that's always, we want to be clear about that. At the, at the same time, you know, I don't know if he even knew how Good point. Big, a, big a deal it was. And that's not saying that ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I'm, that's, that's, a good point, that's saying I don't know if he knew or the DIA knew. And I think that's why Josh had to do a press conference because the Illinois had the DIA had to explain how did you know about it and why is action being taken now. So right. that had to be clarified. Right. And then you know I, I think secondly, um, you just get out there and you're upfront about it and say, hey, this is what it is. It's not a pretty situation. And I like what. They they have in place where it says this system and protocol was designed to take it out of the coach's hands. That's a great point. And they did. It sounded like Underwood didn't have a choice. He was notified during practice. This has happened. He will be suspended. It's going to go to this review board. Remember, with the whole concussion issue, the problem was in the National Football League that the doctors were in bed. I shouldn't say in bed, but yeah. were, were, were in cahoots with the head coach. And the head coach was in, in cahoots with the general manager and the owner, and there was no separation. There's huge conflicts of interest, right? And that's the same thing that can happen in a disciplinary thing. Well, Absolutely. Shoot, you got a guy like Brad Underwood who's paid to win games. Well, yeah, I want my All-American to play. Of course mm -hmm. I do, right? Yep. And so I think they've done the right thing in, as far as, hey, this is designed to take the coaches out of it. Brad Underwood doesn't even have a say in this. No. It's totally out of his hands which I believe really helps the player-coach relationship because it's like, hey, I'm here for you, Terrence, to support you through this. I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, coach, put me back in. So I think it supports that. It also makes it look better from a standpoint of how you treat players is a bigger deal than ever in college athletics, right? So it's like, oh, you know, Underwood's throwing him. No, he's not. He has no power. This is the system right. that we're in. So I think those are two critical things. We'll talk more basketball as we go along. Once again, Illinois having their Big Ten home opener tonight, 8 p.m. against Northwestern. Boo Booey coming back to town. Yeah. He was Dro hot last time. What, dropped 36 last time? Yeah, or something yeah. Like that? I mean, I was at that 35, game. 35, I think. I don't yeah, go six to threes. many games, but he had like <laughs> 25 in the first half. I was like, yeah, Boo Booey, who looks like he's 17. Right. <laughs> I mean, I like Boo Booey, but he's like, he's slight build. I know. And, and, and I mean, just look, I was like, really? You're not going tonight, are you? I'm not. Okay. No, no. no, no. Uh, that was a bad look. I think they won that game late. It was a they great, did. Yeah, they're down they 18 win. at half and then came back and it won was, it. It was a great it was a great second half, right? And you know, no I doubt. don't I don't go to many games, but I, you know, I was getting a little crotchety there. I usually not crotchety at basketball games, just to enjoy it, but I was crotchety with that boo booey game. Yeah. That was no. one of my resolutions to be happier this year. Yeah. Don't watch old. So I don't watch <laughs> sports. How are you so, starting off? Well, horrible because the Cardinals go I out. I'm say. just like, are you serious? We're going to win this game in Philly? I love it. For nothing? Thank you. See, I'm already mad. This is already the, well, the Blues won the cup. I'm never going to get mad at any other sport. And a month later, I was yelling at the TV about something. <sighs> well, since we only have uh, a few more minutes left in this first segment, let, let's do that before we dive into okay. the college football <laughs> playoff games. Of course, uh, really excited to get Jay's thoughts on, on what we're yes. too Highly entertaining, extremely intense games. But uh, on the NFL side, quick side note, thank you to the Arizona Cardinals for winning <laughs> a team that would want to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. They slide down, and then the opportunity now for the Bears to potentially trade to that coveted, that kind of like spotlight number three yeah. spot. 
uh, or number two or number three, but uh, to get a haul, I say ride with Justin Fields, get Marvin Harrison Jr. and some more. I I like that. What do you think, Jay? They secured the number one pick yesterday with the Panthers losing uh, once again. How do you feel? I believe you're a Bears fan. You probably watch a good amount of yeah, Chicago Bears. Yeah. Where do you stand on the Justin Fields topic, and what do you think about having the number one overall pick? Well, first, I think Fields, if you take out his first 20 games and look at his last 20 games, he's actually he got some decent stats over his last 20 games. They're not great, yeah, but, I mean, they're decent. Since he's gotten D.J. Moore and since they've kind of, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say gotten their offensive line much better, but it's it's better than it was like two years ago. I think he's gotten better. I, I would lo- I would want them to ride fields. I think, you look at what he does athletically sometimes, his size. and starting, Crazy. Certainly was the best pick uh, compared to uh, Wilson and um, Trey Lance in that same yes. draft, right? I mean, Trey, I think those guys went two and three in that draft, and fields was, what, 10? And so it wasn't a horrible pick by polls by, by any means. I don't think Caleb Williams or Drake May are that good. I think Drake May has just kind of got this hype. He hasn't done much, right? I mean, I kind of look at him like, why is he so hyped up? His team's not that good. Kind of like Mitch Trubisky, won eight oh, games. A North right? Carolina quarterback terrifies me, <laughs> okay. Jay. Okay, and, <laughs> then, and then Caleb Williams, I mean, did we not just see Miller Moss or whatever's the Moss Miller or whatever his name was for USC throw like seven touchdowns? We did. Right? So is it more scheme or dream? I mean, come on, let's be real here. <laughs> right? And so... Every highlight I've seen of Caleb Williams, other than his painted fingernails that said F Utah, has been <laughs> scrambling around for seven or eight seconds, hitting some legit receiver, Jordan Addison, or somebody across the middle of the field. You can't do that in the NFL. I don't think he's that good. I think he's a head case. I know he's going to be drafted. I think he's going to be a bust. Um, I think Fields is better. Do I wish we had mm. C.J. Stroud? Probably. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. that's kind of my take on it. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be an all-pro receiver. I mean, I think that's... If he stays healthy, you're not going to stop him as far as being an all-pro. I replied to a Cardinal guy that covers the Cardinals, and I said, I know this. I have watched for 45 years. I mean, I'm 53, drink, but I'm guessing the first seven, I wasn't spending a lot of time watching NFL football. I have watched this Cardinals organization for 45 years, and this is going back to the Bears, what you should do. The only time the Cardinals were consistently good. Now, they had their moments with Neil Lomax and Roy yeah. Green and Jim Hart had a couple of moments. and yeah. They were consistently good when they had Larry Fitzgerald on that team. And mm-hmm. he was the best receiver in football, arguably, with Andre Johnson and maybe a couple of others. But sure. I think he showed that what he could do. The Cardinals organization has otherwise been an, an, a pathetic organization that's been an embarrassment uh, to any of their fans and, and 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 anybody out there, just look at they've never won a except that Kurt Warner year where where yeah. where where Santonio Holmes made that crazy catch, right? Absolutely, right? and right. you had Larry Fitzgerald who had the playoff yeah. run of yeah. the lifetime in that right. So along with Anquan Bolden, and Bolden was good. There's no doubt about that. But Bolden, uh, it was Larry Fitzgerald that sure. obviously took the next step and. He was everything you wanted a program or an organization to be. He was wonderful for the organization. He didn't get in trouble. He was a leader. He did all the stuff on the outside, but he also showed up every game. And incredible, did what, incredible hands. Yeah. Probably the best hands, yes. I mean, from a catch ratio standpoint, we've ever seen. Yep. So my thought is, while all these Cardinals commentators were just giddy about winning a fourth meaningless game in a season and costing yourself probably a chance at Marvin Harrison Jr., I just sat there and thought, well, yeah, okay, now we're going to live in hell for another 10 years. 
because we won't have a stud receiver. So if I'm the Bears, don't overthink it at this point. And I think what Jay just said is correct about Williams and May. You don't know. I don't know that I'm that fired up about giving Justin Fields huge money one day to run this. I still want to see more out of him. But you can go one more year, right, without having to give him a huge amount of money. I think you take Marvin Harrison Jr. and you put he and DJ Moore on the outside with – I don't care who's thrown to him. You just throw the ball up and you're probably going to have success. Would would you rather have the Bears make a trade for Russell Wilson? I would not. No, yeah, I don't – I wouldn't. No, he looks – Something he looks broken, doesn't he? I would agree, and that's I, I, with Sean Payton. So who I thought <laughs> here's the thing: this is what we used to say with Cutler, right? Because I mean, C- Cutler had the sour face and the cigarette meme and everything, right? I mean, everybody loved that meme. Yeah, <laughs> one of the most famous football memes around is it the is Cutler awesome. Cutler meme, right? Uh, but you know, you would you would say, well, would you trade Cutler for this guy? And when you went down the line, mm. it was hard. It was hard to find. 18, 20 quarterbacks yeah. that you would trade. I mean, there was there was ten or eleven you would trade, but he was like a he was a you know a top forty percent quarterback. Yeah, and so you're kind of like, yeah, I'm not saying Justin Fields is that, right? But I don't. I, who who are you gonna get instead of that? <laughs> well, that'd be the thing. You'd have to you'd have to, to take to pay off. Right? You'd have pay to off. you'd have to take a one of the one of the guys. I, I mean, the the Cardinals' only hope at this point is that three quarterbacks go one, two, three. That the Bears go Williams, right. yep. somebody goes May, what, New England goes May, or Washington, and then New England goes Jordan, what is his name, Jaden Daniels? Jaden Daniels. From LSU. Yeah. Bo Nix will be in the mix somewhere. Marvin Harrison Jr. Is Michael Penix Jr. getting slept on? I tell you what. After watching him yesterday. I just hate the way that Southpaws throw the football. <laughs> I mean, what, what, is, what I mean, there's it a reason. Like it just hangs up in the air well, there, forever. Yeah, first of all, there's a reason there's only one Southpaw starter in all the NFL. That's Tua, okay? Unique talent right. for sure. All right. Number two, their release is always funky. Okay. It's always like kind of sidearm. It's not clean. I'm thinking right? Steve Young, and, Mark Brunel right and, now. And, in my- and, the, and the ball just always comes out like instead of coming straight, Boomer. it rolls off the pinky instead of like everything else. I just hated the way of Southpaw. And, I, and I've played with Southpaw. So I've, I get it. I don't hate on him. But man, it just looks ugly. Like I think Penix has a gun. But man, he it does just, have a gun. Just, just, just comes out. Comes out slow, yeah. not slow, but weird looking. Was it harder for you to pick off a southpaw? I only had one pick in my whole career, so, and I got zero yak. It was against uh, Anthony Morelli of Penn State, and Vontae blew the coverage. Nobody was behind me because Harrison was making up for Vontae. I was just, that's the one time, but, you know, I got a pick, so it was all good. There you and and what, did you just fall right to the ground? Well, I, I, I went up so high oh. that I fell on my bottom. Okay. But, I, I'm one of those athletes that doesn't land on his feet that most. You, know, you can always tell an athlete. You're not gonna, a cat. How good is an athlete is how much he can stay on his feet. And I was on the ground all the time. All the time. Well, I got to hear you, Pipes, too. What's your thought? You you want Fields to I've stay. I've been riding the Justin Fields should stay train. Do you trade that one pick now? I want to trade the one. To tra- Ideally, I want the three. I want to trade with okay. Washington. I believe they're sitting in the third spot. Trade them. Get a, even a bigger haul. I know it's been reported recently, which which makes sense. I think it was Jeremy Fowler came out yeah, of ESPN and said that it, this number one pick would command a bigger haul than the number one pick last year, wow. which we know that the Bears were able to get multiple. Well, they, they were able to swap with Carolina, and which they ended up trading. Uh, also got DJ Moore and then got Carolina's first-round pick this year. So this Huge. could be perpetual swap. What if we did another deal and they get another pick? Yeah, well, you, you could I mean, either you could trade down and then try to get trade that again if you wanted to. I'd rather just... 
trade down to three, take Marvin Harrison yeah, Jr. Marvin. I think it's a very fair yes. spot to, to land him. Maybe you get another NFL-ready starter yeah. uh, in terms of uh, another player off that team, whoever it may be, similar to a, a DJ Moore. And I, I think with Fields, like, yeah, he has not been perfect. I think he's been improving. I, I think that sure, I uh, DJ Moore – He's shown that he can feed a, ta- a very talented receiver the yes. ball. He needs another one to make this a legit offense. I think he needs a new play caller. Uh, I've been vocal about that as well. But I, I, I agree with that. And, but they don't know how to finish games a lot, too. What if they've mm-hmm. had three fourth-quarter de- you know, debacles? Yes. And Mooney they'd, be dropped- a, they'd be a legit bona fide playoff team. Nobody's talking about polls, and nobody's talking about fields yeah. if you win those games. Yeah, right. Good exactly. call. Uh, they just don't know how to finish games as a program mm-hmm. yet. I don't, you, you don't really use that phrase, program in pros. But I just feel like they, they just cannot seem to put it together when it matters most yeah. in games. If they build a big enough lead, like they did this past week, it's like, okay, it can't be overcome, you know, okay. But they, they'll fall apart against a real seasoned team down the stretch. Let me ask you this last question, Jay, before we go to break. Something that I've been hearing a lot in terms of the Bears-Field situation is that Fields has the locker room. And and DJ mm. Moore has been vocal, and, and Jalen Johnson on the defensive side has been vocal. A lot of guys in that locker room are riding with Justin Fields and been very vocal that, you know, this is our guy. We believe he can be QB1, the franchise quarterback. I know for a GM that probably is lower on the list, but I'm curious as a player, how much do you think that matters? I wonder, like, even in a situation, was Juice your guys' guy, and then when Eddie McGee came in, did you feel a different type of way about it? Like, it, it, the team leader standpoint of the quarterback, how important do you think that is as a guy that's been in those locker rooms? Well, I, hear, I think it's really important because when stuff hits the fan in a 17-game season and in playoffs, which it will – you got to have a guy. We'll talk about J.J. McCarthy next block. But, man, when you need somebody to make a play, the guy made a play, right? And uh, I will say this. Sometimes your quarterback is your best player and your leader, and that's the best. Sometimes they're just your leader but not your best player. But I never thought that a quarterback can be really great if they're just your best player and not really a leader hmm. when, it hit, when it hits the fan. So I think the best ones are like that because they gotta, they're unique in football. They touch the ball. Them in the center touch the ball every play. There's no yeah, other true. position like that. And you have got to have some mental toughness and whatnot. So I think Justin Fields, really high character guy. He's been a leader at OSU. I know he's a huge leader, obviously, coming out of there. And then he's taking ownership. I've never seen – I've never heard him whine mm. or complain. I That's think true. You don't I, hear and, much from and him. And being in Chicago, I mean, you, he has opportunities. He's like, hey, I'll take the haterade. Let's go. I'll drink that all day. Right? So, yeah. I give a lot of props to Justin Fields. Two quick things for me. Mm-hmm. 500 bonus if you had Eddie McGee on your card today. Being, being an <laughs> out. I, never, I was like, whoa, Eddie McGee. Uh, Eddie could play. We lost a lot of us Big that time. thought Eddie, Eddie was a better thrower than Juice he, back in the 2007. He, maybe not the team leader or the runner he right, was, but he was legit. Right. Almost had you guys win that Missouri game. Oh. And Juice went down. There's a lot of games we almost won that yep. one, too, yeah. Number two, the two guys that I would definitely take in this draft, Marvis, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Joe Alt. Give me that dude as my left tackle for the next 10 years. Yeah. I know Olu's good. I think Alt would be that guy that's just going to be play every day. He's going to be there. The, he, Joe, the Joe Thomas that didn't yes, 10,000 yes. snaps or whatever that was. That Jake Matthews kid, like he's Bruce's grandson, right? I mean. And he's like he's played 100 and. 50 straight games or something at tackle, left tackle. I mean, that's unbelievable. Matthews are just built different. <laughs> 
kind of like Iroquois Federal, guys. There They're is. our sponsor, Boom. and you know they are our title sponsor. They're built different, folks. You know that's a real cool line with the young folks these days to say you're built different. Iroquois Federal is built different. They're built better. Savoy and Champagne locations. You got to check them out. Bob Guido, great at commercial lending. Ryan Lowry, Mark McHale, of course Brenda Crane from your owner occupied home loans as well. You got to check out Iroquois Federal. They've been our title sponsor for the last two years. Go support Iroquois Federal. They got great rates on CDs as well. Of course, Kyle Lewis, Kyle at IPGINS.com. That's email, Kyle at IPGINS.com. He's my personal insurance agent, auto, home, life, habitational. And of course, Long Branch Steakhouse. Guys, you got to go to Long Branch Steakhouse in beautiful downtown Eclectic Gifford. I actually was there with Pipes about two weeks ago. And we actually had this thing, Pipes, where we thought... That the fried pickles were good, but maybe the fried mushrooms might be better. That's what Pipe said. And I brought them home to my wife, and she was she was blown away. <laughs> and she's got those pregnancy <laughs> hunger pangs. I know, you know so I know. Is he your pregnancy hunger pangs proof? The fried mushrooms, <laughs> forget the pickles, which is usually a pregnancy staple, right? The pickles, right? Yes. The fried pickles. We're going fried mushrooms, folks. You got to try Boom. the fried mushrooms. Tell Donnie we sent you. Those are legit. Those are legit. So is Jay Lehman. He's going to talk college football playoff coming Let's up go. next. If you want to win, you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta Link text line. We'll be back. This is The Drive. Gear up to support your Fighting Illini this season at the official fan store of the Fighting Illini, Game Day Spirit. Shop their great selection of T-shirts, sweatshirts, and NIL jerseys as you cheer on your Fighting Illini. Visit them at the corner of 6th and Green in Campus Town, Neil and Kirby in Champaign, or online 24-7 at GameDaySpirit.com. Game Day Spirit, where Illini fans shop. Then you have to have that mute ESPN in there. Right. And then if and you I... you don't have to... Oh, go, sorry. You don't have to do anything. That's deep. Left center field. It's a gutter! Cardinals Nation, the Cardinals Caravan, presented by Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, is coming your way. It's your chance to get up close and personal with your favorite team. Get the latest scoop on the upcoming season from current players, Cardinals alumni, and broadcasters. Plus, there will be raffle prizes and autographs for the kids. Folks, jump on the caravan. The Cardinals Caravan. Rolling into Champaign on Friday, January 12th. For more information, visit cardinals.com slash caravan. So when was the last time you saw a best deal guarantee? You mean a promise that actually held up? Right. That some unknown online entity didn't want you to log in and download a code and then re-verify as you join some club? Drives you nuts, I know. And then once you purchase that set of steak knives? Well, Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is a lot simpler. You find a verified great deal and they beat it. Just show them the deal you saw. A newspaper clipping or the online cart price will do, and then you're good. At Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, it's one of those instances where you see a best deal guarantee and... You get the best deal. This is Dennis Rekin, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Our exclusive 10-year protection plan comes free with most appliance purchases. Whether it's a GE, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Bosch, or any of our 30 brands, I guarantee we will beat any competitor's deal. Wow! Kelsey Furniture in downtown Tuscola sells Tempur-Pedic beds. What's it like? I'm going to tell you right now, Stevie, that that thing is the best thing I've ever slept on in my life. My wife and I both have said we've never had better night's sleep. And the people at Kelsey's were fantastic. Brian is the guy that helped us. You know, as much as I did my research, he had a world of knowledge about beds themselves. Oh, man, it's like sleeping on a cloud, man. 
Kelsey Furniture, downtown Tuscola. PDR Automotive has now been serving the Champaign-Urbana area for over 50 years. To give you some perspective, 50 years ago ended the U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War, and it was when Secretariat won the Triple Crown. So what does that mean for you and your vehicle? Whether you need a carburetor overhauled or your new vehicle computer system diagnosed or programmed, PDR Automotive has the experienced, knowledgeable staff that can handle all your automotive needs. Online at PDRauto.com, they are what's best for your truck or car. They are... PDR. When you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect accent rug or choosing a good night's sleep over an all-night crime show binge. It feels really good to make the right insurance decision, too. That's why State Farm agent Kurt Lenschow is right here in Champaign-Urbana to help you select the right protection at the right price. Kurt will make sure you understand your State Farm coverages so you'll know what to expect if the unexpected happens. Just call him when you want the real deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Illini fans, taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, save $5 on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza, chicken grill to perfection, premium mozzarella cheese, bacon, red onion, and BBQ sauce. All piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all-meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off. Thank you for choosing two men in a truck. How may I help you? Hi, I have a strange question. What happens if it snows on moving day? I don't want my furniture to get wet and destroyed. Well, that's not strange at all. We have the same concerns for your furniture. With over 9 million moves completed, our team is experienced to handle any weather conditions. Because we pad and stretch wrap your furniture before we put it on the truck, we'll make sure your belongings are safe and dry no matter what the forecast says. Not sure how your move is going to work? Go to twomeninatruck.com for your free estimate. The graphics were still drunk from New Year's Eve. That is the theory. <laughs> Bless their hearts. I guess so. Yeah, just let it go. Let it roll. Yeah. It is the Drive It's AM5 for ESPN Radio 93.5. Let's talk some college football playoff. I don't know about you guys. I hadn't tuned in to much of any of the bowl games leading up to yesterday. Just right. so many opt-outs and... Obviously, I got basketball to cover as well, but that, that's been <laughs> no, frustrating. That, 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 that's the real reason. That's, that's the real reason. Well, there was there was a hot, there was a big story, and he's like, "Dude, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, okay, yeah. I'm out." But like, I was reading about the Notre Dame game. Was it the Notre Dame game? And, and I could probably insert any team here. They were, had like eleven of twelve starters out yeah, on offense. Crazy. Well, it, that and like, or sorry, ten oh, of Ohio 11. State was unrecognizable. Oh. 12 men in the huddle. I just messed that up. I yeah. mean, it's, <laughs> well, I'm going to let it go. They're all good. First game back, you know, jitters. I would just say, I would just, I would just say, I would just say this, though. You watched Ohio State without Marvin Harrison Jr. to your point about how good a player he is. Of course, Devin Brown got hurt, their right. second string quarterback. Right. Then they're out their third string quarterback. It was pathetic. Oof. Yeah. They look, I've never seen a Ryan Day coach team look that bad. It's weird to watch it, isn't it? Horrible. Like we were watching it uh, doing our Big Ten draft. We were taking a few moments every once in a while to look back and watch it. I'm like, you guys, because one of the guys, Mike Klein, is a big Ohio State fan. I'm like, you guys look like pedestrian. 
Like, this is so weird. Uh, usually just athletes <laughs> flying all over the field, like NFL guys like playing college ball, exactly. basically. These bowl Man. games, for, in large part, have been have been ruined, in my opinion. So, uh, l- But let's go to the games that were preserved, and they were fantastic. The college football playoff semifinals. Both games, high intensity. Both games going down to the wire. Michigan, Alabama. The Wolverines prevailed 27-20. to 20. In overtime, and admittedly, Jay, I'm probably a lot like people out there. We talked about even before the break, uh, the holiday break, I should say. Finding a rooting interest in that one was tough because I didn't, I, I've got some Alabama exhaustion, but then you got the Michigan Connor Stallions and, yeah. and sign stealing and whatnot. And he but, was there, right? Wait, Connor was there? I, I thought I saw a picture <laughs> he, of him. Oh, there, there was no oh, way he was boy. on the sideline. <laughs> no, not on the sideline, oh, but in the, the stands. Oh, man. Oh, I thought he, I thought he was at the Sugar Bowl stealing signs. Oh, no, I don't right? Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a heck of a game. Heck of a game. And I actually thought, I think we got your opinion uh, a few weeks ago, Jay, yeah. that you seemed to think that Bama had a, had a pretty guard, darn good chance of pulling that one off. And honestly, that's the way I was leaning going into this game. Sure. But Michigan... Got it done. Here, Michigan has surprised me. I will tell you this. They do not have one bona fide, like, that's a star. Mm-hmm. Right? But, man, they are as deep as it comes on their front four. I mean, they just rotate guys in and out between McGregor and Graham and some of these other guys, Kendrick. Uh, they, got, they got a bunch of guys there. I would say I thought that game, I like they can't get off the field against Jalen Milrow running the football and whatnot. Right. I thought the fumble was a gift to them. Then they missed the field goal. But Alabama didn't do themselves any favors with the low snaps. No. Uh, some of the penalties they had. Um, of course, you could say Michigan and the special teams was horrible. Mm. I mean, two muff punts. One of them they don't recover. One of them shoots their foot for – shoots them in the foot for not being able to drive at the end of regulation. Certain mistakes all around. I think the biggest story of this game was how you rarely see – that the three most physical teams in football that I've seen, and I've got to see Michigan in person, are Michigan, Alabama, and Georgia by far. Those are, I mean, even Washington and Texas are more finesse teams. Those teams are the most physical. I didn't, you rarely see Alabama get out physical, and they did get out physical in the trenches, other than Jalen Milrow just being, Bill Milrow being a man child. What I was impressed with was that somehow J.J. McCarthy, with not a great dynamic passing game, was able to make. That play, those plays, and that catch by Roman Wilson was crazy. Mm, that, that was awesome. That, that got tipped to tie it up. And then it's like they got this momentum and they just couldn't, couldn't be stopped. Everything changed. The running game started kicking in. Corman's up with like 84 yards. Yep. Roman Wilson doesn't have a catch until the fourth quarter, has four, and then like two, uh, a touchdown as well, the, the tying touchdown and the big catch as well. And J.J. McCarthy, 211 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. The way they kind of came together, and I was really impressed by that. I this is how much I don't watch college football. I didn't know Alabama's quarterback couldn't even throw. I mean, what? I, I mean, I tweeted that out. I was like, I, can he not even throw? Right? No, he he <laughs> he, he, he couldn't throw. Right? <laughs> but he boy, I, he's a man, and this he, he's a grown man. Oh. And they said he was like the fastest guy on the field at that size. But I would say this too. Like, remember, this is not the same Alabama team as as years past. They've right. been down a little bit. Georgia's taken some of their players. Uh, they, they had to have a prayer in Jordan-Hare Stadium to beat Auburn, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, they did beat Georgia, and yeah. Georgia boat-raced Florida State. I don't yeah. want to hear anything about Florida State. We're going to beat 62-3. to No, they didn't have a lot of their players, right? So, I mean, there's the JV squad. But still, it, I, so I look at Michigan. I'm like, what's confusing to me is they don't have one stud. Right. 
McCarthy would be that guy, would right? Be, would be that guy. But other like or on Corum, defense, maybe. like yeah. like Corum had moments. Like yeah, like, he did. like name a guy on defense that you're like that guy. You said it. It'd be the the Charles Woodson. <laughs> Oh, what's it was legit? I mean, when you beat out Peyton Manning for the Heisman, you're oh, the guy. My. I mean, they've got they've got Johnson at one corner, Rod Moore at safety. They're all okay. You don't let that McGr- D lineman. M- McGregor you. is decent. Graham, 55. Graham, yeah. I mean, he just yeah, is he, in he, for he, every play. Chris Jenkins is really big. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, they got a lot of guys. They just keep rotating them in. Good call. The only comeback win they had had to date, did you see this? Was Illinois in 2022? Wow. Over the in JJ McCarthy's tenure. Are you serious? That's the only comeback win. They've been ahead of everybody else. This was the oh. first time they trailed in the second half. Yeah. Wow. All year. So they had not. Tra- they've been so dominant. And I gotta give. I gotta give credit to Jim Harbaugh. Whether he stole signs or not, which he obviously did something right. <laughs> they they physically manhandle some people. Yes. And he does it his way. He manhandled them. I think it's going to be interesting when you play this championship game, guys, because it's just a totally different style in Washington. Totally different style. They're going to try to air it out all over the place. I just don't know if Penix will have time to throw the football. Mm. I know Alabama's and Eric Wolford. I like Eric Wolford because he was the offensive line coach for Illinois. He's the offensive line coach for That's Alabama right, right now. That's you right. saw him had a couple cameos. They really struggle. Their left tackle is a true freshman. Proctor is going to be a good player for Alabama. But, man, did he get manhandled. Why do I feel like Washington's just out here just proving everybody wrong? Like everybody, they go, are. <laughs> yeah, going into that game, everybody had Texas, right? And right. you've got, I mean, it just seems like where they're at and, you know, playing late games, I don't see their games right. either in the Pac-12 now right. or whatever it's called. And it's like, man, they're fun to watch. Yeah, They've got, between Penix and, uh, I can't think of the two receivers. Roma names. Dunze. Yeah, Roma Dunze. Polk. And Paul, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, those are Polk. those are all NFL guys, they're, right? They're there. always good for one or two, like NFL. John Ross, and they had right. who was the guys? Pettis, Dante Pettis yep. was there. Steve Largent, back Largent, then. Steve Largent back in the day. That's way <laughs> back, way back then. I was gonna throw out Buda Baker, but he got shamed by Metcalf. Oh. He was the DB, Buda Baker. But oh. but but you know, they've always had players. They got a good tradition in Washington. It's basically a, a new Big Ten, yes, a new Big Ten, you know, national championship. Penix, you know, how, how, if you're Indiana and Tom Allen, you're like, shoot, I got, I had Michael Penix for four years, couldn't stay healthy other than the 2020 year, and now wow. in the last two years, he's the number one quarterback, you know, probably not number one quarterback, Jaden Daniels probably, but you know, he's a top quarterback in the yeah. nation, and he's playing for, you know, Kalen DeBoer. I mean, his story's crazy too. Sioux Falls, he won three national championships in NAIA, then became a Southern Illinois coordinator. He kind of yeah. worked his way up, you know, from Eastern Michigan and then was a corner. I remember interviewing him with Big Ten Network in 2019. He's a coordinator at Indiana. That's crazy. So he's had a he's had a rise, which is kind of crazy. And McCarthy's well. an Illinois kid. So you yeah, got an I, Illinois kid. Straight, on, straight on Nazareth. I think he went to IMG the last year maybe, but he was yeah. out of Nazareth. And, mm. you know, he, he wanted to go to Ohio State. Then they offered McCord, and he went to Michigan, and that was obviously a good that was choice. It. Yep. We had a text from Dirk on the U of I Atlanta League text line. Have you guys talked about, we haven't, the Washington coach not taking a knee at the end of regulation almost cost his team the national championship game and got a star running back hurt. I, I didn't know the rule that it stops the, the runoff of the clock because had, hit, had their running back not gotten hurt, there was then a injury timeout. It set the, the play clock, which was at 30-something, then down to 25, and there was no longer a running clock. So had he not gotten hurt, they were going to punt the ball with like 13 seconds left. You get some hang time on there. Uh, you've got right. Texas having the ball at like maybe their own 15, 20, if you call a touchback. 
with 10 seconds to go instead of like having 50 seconds to, left. And then, oh, by the way, you had the, the kick catch interference as well. Mm. Do you, it's easy in hindsight, should it have been three knees and punt it? I guess I think you always normally would run it to hope that maybe you break one for a first down and I, that's the game. It's called the four minute drill. The four minute drill is basically the keep away. We have the lead. We've got to get one first down to win the game. You yeah. can't win the game if you don't have the ball. So I don't ever like to do three knees and punt the ball. And here's the deal. You're, you are a Division One running back. Hold on to the football. Right. Right? And guys can get hurt any play. So my thing is this. If you have a chance to run the clock out and get a first down, don't give the ball back. In general, that would be, I don't care what ESPN analytics say, you know, or whatever they say, <laughs> but that's what you should probably do. By the way, have you noticed how much ESPN analytics says that you should go for it on fourth down? Oh, my. A, a lot. Yeah. We're a, seeing a, it now. A, a lot. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing that as a trend, right? Um, and some teams go for fourth down a, a bunch. Dan yeah. Campbell. Dan oh, all Campbell. the time. Oh, he goes a lot. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> it burns him. But that, you got to live by it, die by it. I'm learning as we go, because if you guys think I was up for the end of that game, I mean, I was in bed at 8.30 on New Year's Eve. Are you kidding me? I woke up at 2 to about 50 texts, and I was like, oh, yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year, everybody. got to have that draw. You I'm know? up at 5 a.m., though, texting them all back, going, Happy New Year. Right. <laughs> they're all like, right. what's what? that dinging on my phone? Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Jay from Champaign, who probably has the best name and hometown I can think of, Boom. says, how much will those Washington receivers test Michigan DBs? They're That's gonna, a good question. They're going to be tested, but he's also not going to have as much time as mm -hmm. Texas. He didn't have as much pressure as I thought they should have put on him. Because Michigan's DBs didn't seem tested at all by the receivers at Alabama. Alabama, for a while there, had a string of unbelievable receivers. Think about it. Devontae Smith, oh. Jalen Waddell, Calvin Ridley, uh, Henry Ruggs, you know. Um, all these guys. Yeah. And I, Julio and Jones. I think Julio, Julio Jones was before that, right? Yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Bond could be that guy. He's not that guy yet. He's a freshman. Um, but they just didn't have the dudes like you'd usually see from an Alabama. Uh, so I think they're kind of, like I said, they're hurting a little bit with Georgia taking some players and whatnot. So it's been, it was interesting. I, I do like, I do like uh, Michigan against Washington. I think they're just too physical. You take the Wolverines. I really do think they're just too. If they get up on you, it's going to be scary because if Quorum can run the ball, oh. they can kind of suffocate you. Remember, they didn't throw a pass against Penn State. Right. I, I would argue <laughs> that this six-game stretch they're on could be the greatest stretch Wolverine football has ever had. They beat an undefeated Penn, Penn State. I mean, sorry, they, a one-loss Penn State. They beat Maryland. They beat an undefeated Ohio State. They win a Big Ten championship. They beat Alabama in the Rose Bowl, and they're mm. going to play for the national championship. If you're hardball, I don't think it ever gets any better than that. You might just get out. I was going to say, go to the uh, – go to the. well, he's not going go to, to the Bears, right, because Zebraflus is going to come back. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> the Chargers, Chargers? Go catch up. Chargers. Coach up Justin Herbert. Yeah. yeah I mean, Supposedly it's a $125 million deal with a claw for Michigan. $125 million oh. with a clause, which I think is a, I think it's going to be a 10-year deal, a clause that you cannot entertain NFL offers. Really? Wow. Mm. That's the rumors that I've been hearing. $125 million. Not agreed upon. I think Ward Manuel, the AD there, is working on it. Mm. Um, so $125 that'd be $12.5 a year. But can you say there's gonna anybody who's earned it more than he has the last yeah. three years, especially if he wins it all? Maybe Kirby. I, I would, you know. But but this Washington team oh. is no slouch. Twenty-one game winning streak, here. right? And this coach is like 111 and 
19 or something in games. Do it like a big dog. All right. Uh, everybody liked Oregon, and then they yes. beat them. And then every, a lot of people, if not everybody, liked Texas, and then they beat them. And so. that's a great call, and you said it earlier. Kirby Smart came out and said something's got to be done. After played Florida State, they had all their players out. But what he didn't do is explain what needs to be done. So that, I was just sitting there like, okay, well, something needs to be done. Well, what, what do you do? Well, I think – What uh, do you do? Well, I think this is, this is partially – what led to a 12-game playoff. Yes. I mean, it has to. A 12-team 12, right? 12 playoff. 12-team, yeah. Excuse me. Um, because now, if you're in the playoff, chances are you're probably not going to sit out. I agree. Okay? So now we've got the premier players on the 12 premier teams locked in. I like I that. don't think they care about the other ones. Okay. I don't think anybody cares. Right. I don't think, uh, you know, anybody cared that – Tennessee had one or two guys out and or, or you know, mm-hmm. somebody didn't play for Iowa yeah, or whatever. Right. Good call. I, I don't think anybody cares. I don't think anybody cares that Jaden Daniels didn't play in the ReliaQuest Bowl, right? Or Newspire was yep. playing. Yep, I would have loved to have watched. We talked about it. Drake May and Caleb Williams could have played back-to-back Good games call. on the December 30th because that's how the schedule lined up with, the I think, the Duke Mayo Bowl and, and whatever, the Holiday Bowl. But maybe we're just too far gone from that. We're NFL guys in those type of games. You can't make them play. I, well, I think it's going to be two things. One, it's going to be the twelve team playoff, and two, the NIL deals are going to basically say you have to play in the bowl game. There you go. Or you have to play in the playoff and have some kind of kicker on the end, a bonus on it. That's fair. And that's going to get guys to do it. So that's you know, it's a tricky spot. It's just a tricky spot. Or, because, or, or I could see I could see I could see schools paying for an insurance policy yeah? on if they got hurt to cover what their earnings would be. I could see some of this stuff I mean, happening. It yeah. would just be it would just be horrible if a guy that you knew was going to be like Caleb Williams, let's say, that he goes out and plays and shatters a knee. And now all of a sudden somebody takes a whiff on him in the NFL draft, but he's no longer the number one pick. That could ruin him for yeah. two or three years. Will, Maybe ruin Will, the rest Willis of his career. Willis McGahee. Absolutely. Boom. I mean, pipes out. You're probably just old enough to remember yep, this game. I do remember you know, that. Pro, you know. I am a, and so, yeah. Mike Doss puts a helmet into a knee. The knee goes backwards. <sighs> Willis McGahee was going to be the number one pick. Yeah. They didn't know if he would ever play again after that. And he ended up having some good he years did. for the, was it the Bills? Bills. Or, yeah. He played a lot with the Bills. Bills. and But he was never the same guy. Clinton Portis actually had a better pro career. Clinton Portis couldn't get on the field when Willis McGay, he was there. Wow. Think about the running backs they had in a row. They had they had Edgar and James, oh, Willis McGay, and then Clinton Portis <laughs> in a row at the U. Mm. Right? Now, Cristobal's getting some dudes there now. He is. But he, he still, he's a guy that should have kneeled, kneeled down the game. The, <laughs> he lost the game by not taking a D against somebody, right? That's right. So, he's, right. I saw him lose the Rutgers game. That's a typical Cristobal. Oh. Not known as a great game manager. Let's just say that. Uh, can recruit his tail off for sure. But, yeah. So, I, the, the U's not quite what it used to be when Willis McGahee was there. I had not heard real quick about Steve Sarkeesian and the test that Nick Saban made the coaches do every year, a health test. Really? I'd never heard of that story. I don't know why I hadn't what, heard this. Well, I, didn't, I didn't hear him. So, Sarkeesian, am I saying that right? Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian, uh, when he was coaching, I'm probably still saying it wrong. Steve, Steve Sarkeesian, actually. <laughs> that Sorry, guy. Steve, Steve Sarkeesian. That guy right there, when he was coaching at Alabama. First show back, guys. Uh, show yeah, back. right, right. Uh, Nick Saban made all the coaches do a health 
and they found an aneurysm in his heart that, like they said, at three centimeters or something, that's when they go and do the surgery. His was at six, and it saved his life. Wow. And I had never heard that story about that. I thought it was pretty cool. That is really That's cool. a pretty cool story. You know, I, I like, I, I've talked, I got to announce a Washington game against Illinois, Washington versus Illinois. I, I announced it at Soldier Field. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Big Ten Network, and Sark was the coach then, I think. There you uh, go, Sark. But, 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 uh, <laughs> but, so I say, you know, but Sark was also the OC for USC when we played them in the Rose Bowl. Oh. Never forget this. 11 straight passes to open the game, seven play actions. They had us like just. We're going to pound these guys and they're trying to run the ball. They just threw the ball over the yard. So great. I, I always laugh when I talk to him. I was like, hey, you know, in that game, I always announced it like, Sark, man, remember that Rose Bowl? We did like 11 straight passes to start the game. And it was just like a linebacker's worst nightmare. And you guys scored like 14 points in the first 11 plays. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Big 10 team coming out to smash the run. You know, typical, <laughs> typical thing. So he's a good guy. You know, I'm glad he's kind of got a, uh, he's kind of in a rebirth of his career at Agreed. Texas, you know, Agreed. and hopefully can can make them a powerhouse again. Let's you guys see. ready for a full week of Michigan versus everybody? No. 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 Who's got it better than us? Nobody. <laughs> now, Reese Now Reese Davis took his thunder a little bit on that. If you've ever been to a podium ceremony at a Michigan game, whether it's the Big Ten Championship game or their bowl games or or whatever, they get they get Jim on the, you know, Jim doesn't oh, like boy. to do post-game interviews so he doesn't they'll give him for one minute oh you know i'm just really he, he won't answer the question no he'll say i'm really proud of this team we're great talk to this guy yep. and give it to blake corm or right. whoever who's there and right. he'll he'll disappear but whenever they interview him he'll get on the mic and say to the all the fans listening like like you know, on the on the pa and say who's got it better than us and everybody will say nobody it's this whole <laughs> stick i think they love how eccentric and goofy is at michigan i think there's they love, no doubt they love the stick or whatever it is they love what jim harbaugh stands for reese davis took his thunder though because reese is like who's got better new jim's like nobody you know like he's like dude i'm the guy that says that you know so i was like that's that was i, I know that reese is doing it. I, like you said questions are tough to to ask when you're, oh. Iroquois, you know, when, when, especially in a stage like that. But you know what's not tough to talk about is our sponsors, Good which call. is Iroquois Federal, which is the number one stop for all your lending needs. Champaign and Savoy located at the crossing Windsor and Duncan in Champaign, just north of Savoy 16 Theaters in Savoy. We're talking about Brenda Crane for your home loans. We're talking about Mark McHale, Bob Guido, Ryan Lowry. You need a commercial line of credit, commercial loans. They are the place to go. Kyle Lewis, Kyle at IPG Insurance. Kyle at IPGINS.com. Email right now. Tell them Jay Lehman told you. Auto Home Life Habitational. And, of course, Long Branch Steakhouse, where we have verified that maybe the fried mushrooms Ooh. are better than the fried pickles. It's been pregnancy uh, pregnancy tested, approved. Tested, tested, approved, approved. As, as a approved <laughs> snack. If you are pregnant, you got to make it out to Law Branch and get yourself some fried mushrooms. Never been pregnant myself, but I've heard that fried mushrooms can be great. All right, guys. <laughs> hey, you're the best. Let's talk after the national title game next Tuesday. Let's go. Let's go. And let's shut down Boo Booey tonight. Come on. Yeah, we'll talk more. Big Ten basketball will return. Stick around for that. This is The Drive.